0: The Water Coolest Daily Financial Newsletter is now powered by Barstool Sports. It's the only newsletter that I read every morning to stay informed on what the hell is going on in the markets. You can check it out at barstool.link barstool.link/watercoolest. slash barstool.link/watercoolest, watercoolest. That's barstool.link slash watercoolest. W-A-T-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-S-T.
1: Hello everyone. Welcome back to Tea with Publicity. A glorious Tuesday here in New York City. Well, you know it's a Monday, but whatever. (laughs) It'll be Tuesday or Monday at midnight, Tuesday midnight, whatever, when you're listening to this. Um, Today is a fun episode. So, well, it's kind of like... It's fun, but it's also kind of sad and like dark and deep and twisted because obviously um, we're going to be talking about the Travis Scott situation within the Spill the Tea segment, which is just really, really, really unfortunate and sad and disgusting. And we will get into that. Um, As always, I answer your Ask Alyssa questions within the advice segment and I Also, have an interview with JC Marie. You may know her from Instagram. She also hosts her own podcast or from TikTok, wherever you know her from. We're kind of just talking about life together. Um, She got married at a young age. She grew up in a Mormon community. She is struggling with infertility currently, her and her husband. And We're going to talk all about that. I think it's an interesting conversation. One we haven't had on the podcast. Um, So although I can't relate because I'm not married. And I'm hopefully not struggling with infertility to my knowledge. It's something that I think it's important for all women to hear. And all women. um, it's, It's really nice honestly to hear someone be so open about something like this. So we will get into that. I will at first right now catch you up on what I've been up to. It was the marathon this weekend in New York City I cheered on Jill who you guys know who's been on the podcast one of my very best friends it was her second time running the marathon I was so proud of her honestly the marathon makes me just like very emotional and I cry every year um, and like okay not to make this about me because I know thousands of people ran 26 miles yesterday <laughs> <laughs> I was exhausted The marathon of Alyssa. The marathon really just took the life out of me. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. Okay. So, me and Jill's other friend, Kiki, were going to meet people at a bar to watch Jill in the marathon on 75th Street. So, we're like, okay, we'll meet at 75th Street on the east side. I take the subway up, realize you can't cross to the east side because of the. The run, the marathons, the roads are closed. So I had um. to go all the way up to 75th Street. Then I had, we had to go walk all the way down to 57th, where you could transfer, cross the street, then walk all the way back up to 75th. So by the time I like left my apartment, I did returns that morning. By the time I walked, I walked 15,000 steps yesterday, stood on my feet all day, and then the roads were closed, and we were going to have the same issue going home. So we... Biked from Seventy Fifth Street down to the Financial District. Oh, I saw that. So I honestly did a lot. Like at the end of the day, I was like, I'm freaking wiped out. (laughs) I have, I
2: just, I have no response. I was no
1: okay for an average person. People are running twenty three miles. That is a lot. No, yeah, and more power to them. But my point is, if my feet are sore after walking fifteen thousand steps, I do not know how they do. I genuinely. Could not comprehend it. I
2: can't even run two miles, so I'm just a little... Oh, you do have to train for it. What you do You have to, to train. What by? do
1: people do to train? Do you know? Well, me and my sister were saying, like, we think that there's certain people that are... Okay, how do I articulate this? I think certain people have the right bones <laughs> for running a marathon. For example... When I'm not even exaggerating, because we, my family, like has history of like bad knees, and like my poppies had two knee replacements. My mom has like bone on bone, like torn meniscus. Like we just have like bad joints. So when I'm walking, like literally yesterday, my feet were throbbing from ugh, a few miles. Gen- but like genuinely, yeah. and even in high school when I was an athlete and I ran five miles, three miles, I would be in so much pain. Yeah, and I, I asked my friend Jill all the time I'm like so just tell me like do your bones hurt when you run and she's like no and I'm like well so like at the end of the day like are your feet sore and she's like not really and I'm like see that is a blessing because there's no way that like you're not sore but no not that she's not sore but I like my feet ache at the end of a long day some people don't get that aching feeling do you
2: No, when I walk I think I have this thing I'm literally self-diagnosing myself right now, but I think, like, I have this thing called plantar fasciitis. Oh, my mom has that. It's very painful. Yeah, when I walk too much, like, it starts to hurt. And when I used to play tennis in high school, I would always have the plantar fasciitis. That's my point.
1: In high school, even at your prime, you felt it. Yeah, yeah. So
2: if I did run this marathon, I would have a raging plantar fasciitis (laughs) in
1: my foot. That's my point. Like, some people don't deal with that. Yeah. Like, I I think... I really think if I trained for a marathon, dead ass, trained day in and day out, I would get like shin splints or some weird thing. Because yeah. I don't, I really don't think my, bo- my, my bones could do it.
2: Yeah. Moral of the story, props everyone who ran <laughs> 23 miles. Moral of the story, so.
1: if you run a marathon, write into me and tell me if you have good bones or not. Because I'm, or aches and, like I'm just, I'm, and if you are one of those people that has like bad knees and stuff, I'm more curious how you do it.
2: Yeah, a lot of people say, you just have to push through. Like, no. But 26
1: miles, like, I think I would need a oh, double knee replacement. No, 26. Oh. I would even literally horse. need a double knee replacement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. So anyway, I was exhausted yesterday. No, but honestly, watching the marathon, not I. it's just, it's honestly freaking incredible. And it's really inspiring. And there's just something about the energy at the marathon every year that I'm just like, This is incredible. It makes me very emotional every year.
2: Taisha and Zach made me emotional.
1: So I saw them running.
2: You did, yeah, yeah. A lot of people were like so
1: emotional. I tried to see Peter Weber, and he ran past me. Did you see? There was
2: a video of him and like how weird he runs.
1: (laughs) I know. I feel bad. Peter always gets bad press. He does. He, but he does make cringy TikToks. Also posted on his Instagram, and I give him credit. He didn't train. Who doesn't train for the marathon and just runs 26 miles? That's crazy. Yeah. So I give him credit. No wonder he was running like a weirdo. he did better than I could freaking do. Uh Um, One last thing before we get into the interview with JC. There was some stuff in the press about the company in which I work at, which I don't really want to get into on this podcast. I am going to be getting into it on Erica's podcast, the CEO here. Um, it's called Token CEO. So if you guys are interested in hearing what I have to say, you can go listen to it over on Token CEO. Hopefully that will be up um, later this week, I think. And then also I did put some stuff on Twitter. So that's all I'll say about that, like to keep things light here. And I did want to tell you guys about... I. I'm like in the very very beginning stages of planning a live show, which I'm so excited about with the events team. I have a meeting with them today um once I have a date and all of that, I will give it to you guys and um just so you could plan ahead because I know some people want to take trains in planes in wherever you're coming from, and the one thing I will say is that I think the venue holds like under two hundred people, so if you want to come, I suggest once I post the date and once I post when the tickets will be going on sale, I suggest you act rather quickly um, because it is a smaller audience since it is my first show. So it'll be first come, first serve, obviously. So when I do post that, just make sure you're following me on Instagram. I'll also post it on T with Publicity. I just want to make sure that my biggest tea tribers, my my BFFs, that you guys have a chance <laughs> to come and meet me and um, I'm also going to talk to the events team about maybe doing something where it's like first 50 people that buy tickets get like a pass to do a meet and greet or something like that so there's like an incentive to buy tickets and then we could hang out and whatever it may be so we will do that Um, I will talk to them like I said today and then hopefully by next week's episode I will have more information for you guys and then the last thing that I want to say is that I do have new merch out my fall collection it's been such a blast designing this merch. Everything's super comfortable. Everything is unisex. It is size inclusive, which is really important to me. I think our sweatsuits go up to 5XL. Like, so things should fit mostly everybody. Um... And we have the Take No Shit denim jackets. And I wanted to release everything now because I wanted you guys to have a chance to get it in time for the holidays or if you want to gift it to someone. So it was really important to me that we launched sooner rather than later so you guys could put it on your Christmas list or your holiday list or you can give it to a friend, whatever it may be. So everything's always just linked to my bio, podcast description, Instagram, all of that. And yeah, let's get into the interview with J.C. It is really important to protect yourself. There has been a lot of crime on the rise and times are kind of scary out there. I'm not going to lie. So make sure that you are protecting yourself. And I always make sure to have my taser on me. And the times that I don't have, have it on me, I honestly regret it. And I'm like, why don't I have my taser in my purse? Because if I did, I would feel a lot less... Like safer right now, um, you can get the Taser Pulse Plus today and just save 15% at taser.com slash discount slash T. That's spelled T-A-S-E-R dot com slash discount slash T. And honestly, Again, like I said, why would you like not want to protect yourself? It's, it's so easy to just keep something on you. It charges and it just gives you that extra level of precaution or safety and just makes you feel a lot more secure, whether you're walking your dog in the dark or living in a city or on public transportation or just like, you know, like I said, hiking. Whatever it may be, why not protect yourself? So just one more time, that's taser.com slash discount slash t supplies are limited and restrictions apply so you could see the website for details
0: okay guys i am here with jc marie hello thank you so much for having me i told her i'm like i feel like this is the real deal i walked in here i'm like i podcast from my house so this is professional i
1: I have so Mm -hmm. nothing's above or below me like I've, I've been there. I've had, um, you know, the New York City, like, horns honking in the background. Totally.
0: I always think about that. That would be so... Is this room, like, soundproof? I'm no, assuming. No. No. Okay. Oh, can and we always
1: joke it's, like, a sweaty room because there's, like, always boys in it before us. And we come in and it smells like a locker room. Oh, love
0: that. <laughs> I know. I'm like... I thought it was going to be... I was under the impression that New York, first of all, is going to be freezing and also, like, there would be fall leaves. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. And then I got here. I'm like, okay, it's kind of, like, hot. And mm-hmm. why am I? All I packed is sweatshirts, and I'm like, why did I not really think this through? Um, so, yeah, my wardrobe for this trip is not meshing with the vibes.
1: Even as someone so. that lives here, I'm confused. Okay. Because, like, I wore, like, a leather today, but then it's technically 70 out. But... It's really nice. A fall 70 isn't a summer 70. That's true. It's
0: different. It is. So, it feels really good. Don't get me wrong. It's, like The weather's it's nice. beautiful. I yeah. just like packed heavy coats for some stupid reason. So anyway. No, I are.
1: get that. Also, you're yeah. probably seeing everyone on Instagram and like we're all being fake about it. Like everyone, right. The second it's like kind of cold, boots are out, jackets are out. For sure. We're all just kind of we're, faking it. We're like, it's it. fall. Yeah. The
0: first day of fall, we're ready. <laughs> we're,
1: we're done. We're in it. So you just moved from la to orange county to yes. make that up
0: no you did not make okay that up. i knew true. you
1: moved but i'm like yes either i just butchered these locations or nope. that's correct
0: nope that's correct yep we just moved we lived in la for i think almost three years um our landlord kicked us out of our house because she was like i'm selling it bye you have to be out in a month and we're <laughs> like, okay she texted me that on christmas which i'm like <gasps> really girl Oh, that's so, so feel like that's kind of like a little bit much. So she was like, yeah, like showings are going to start in two days. I'm like, it's Christmas. I was not even yeah. in town. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So we, um, yeah, we moved out of that house into like a little rental, a little six month rental, blah, blah, blah. We had to stay in Airbnb for a little bit. And then we just decided to move to Orange County. We've actually lived in Orange County before only for a year. Um, But we lived in a location within... The place that we didn't really love. And so mm. now we moved to like our dream location in Orange County. Oh, that's Like nice. Newport Beach area. Amazing. So we're just like loving life. Yeah.
1: And when she says we, that's her and her husband. Yes. Sorry. Who, <laughs> if you follow her on TikTok, you've seen if you... It's so funny because I say TikTok, but you've been on Instagram longer. But yes. you know how it is. It's totally. Just, that's how we all like kind of find each other. And um, you got married. Like, I want you to tell my listeners your marriage story and okay. like how you guys met because... I find it fascinating. And also, I didn't realize how young you are. Yeah. Are you 25? I'm 26. Okay, because mm-hmm. your website said that. And I'm like, it's probably not updated. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know mine's never updated. Yes. Okay, 26. So, how old were you when you got married?
0: So, I was barely 21.
1: Yeah. OK. I'm like, she had to be young. Yes.
0: Yeah. So we've been married for over five years, which is crazy. And it's so funny because whenever I come to like when I lived in L.A., for example, people are always shocked. by that. I also think I look kind of young. Well, mm-hmm. I think my spark's wearing off because people are starting to be like, oh, yeah, 25. <laughs> I'm like, OK, it used to be like we thought you were 12. But uh-huh. anyway. Um, so, yeah, whenever I'm in L.A. or New York, like people are like, you're already married. That's shocking to me. Yeah. But where difference. I'm from, it's so normal. So, um, yeah, we met through my like family or not family friend, like childhood friend that I went to middle school with. She married Leif, my husband, his brother. So Mm. she introduced us and our sisters in law. That's so fun. Yeah. And she set us up on a blind date. She's like, you guys will love each other. And I was like, not here for, I didn't even know what he looked like. So I went on truly a blind date. Like I met him. I did not know anything about him because Uh, he had an Instagram I don't know you can never really get a feel and this was so long ago too that I just couldn't really catch a vibe so I was I felt like I was truly going into it blind and yeah we hit it off and then here we are and then didn't you get married rather quickly yes so we met in July we started dating in like August got engaged in November married in March
1: so did you always think you would get married so quickly like
0: that No. So, like I said, it's normal where I'm from. Uh-huh. So, I'm from, like, a little place outside. Not little. I guess it's, like, a city. Gilbert, Arizona. It's outside of Phoenix. And I... So, here's the thing. I grew up Mormon. I'm still Mormon. I don't subscribe to a lot of the things. Mm-hmm. I have, like, a complicated relationship with that whole thing, okay? But anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I grew up in a Mormon bubble where that's so normal. Like, I was actually one of the last ones of my friends to get married. Mm. And... That is kind of another thing that plays into like my, you know, trying to have kids and like fertility journey at this point, because even sometimes when I post about like trying to get pregnant now, people are like, wait, you're only, you know, 26. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like some of my friends have four kids. Yes. So you know what I mean? You it's know I like, wondered
1: if you were Mormon, but yeah. because there are, I don't know why, like there are just a bunch of um, influencers that I follow on social media who got married younger mm-hmm. and have families and I know they're Mormon just from like people saying it, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily talk about it or yeah. address it. So I wasn't even sure if it's ever something like you said.
0: Yeah, it's I just not say to be
1: ashamed of though. I don't know why people right. make it like.
0: Well, I think it's a little bit like controversial maybe in mm-hmm. today's society because like i said i i give that caveat of like i don't subscribe to some of the things because yeah. i think i almost say that as like a defense thing because i think the moment you say like i'm mormon it's like oh gosh like you think of all of these things these preconceived notions that people think mm-hmm. of you know mormons having and so um it's i don't know, I have religion,
1: a religion though totally really?
0: and i have like a complicated relationship with it because i think like when I was young, I don't know. I think when I turned like 24 is when I kind of started finding myself and mm-hmm. like knowing who I really am. And I realized that like I made all these commitments to like, I don't know, being Mormon, and all these different things when I was younger and didn't really know myself. Yes. And so I've had like a complicated relationship with it the past few years because I'm like, I love a lot of parts of it. I don't like a lot of the parts of the culture specifically mm-hmm. or surrounding it um which makes it like you said it's nothing to be ashamed of but it does give people they just have preconceived they notions put you about in you box. they put you in a box and i'm like i don't want to be in that box and recently someone actually made a tiktok a girl have you seen the girl who like guesses people's baby names no okay so she'll i don't just think like, i'm on baby tiktok okay. that's why <laughs> okay so she'll she'll like guess people people that are pregnant uh-huh. Like i think they're based off of this i think they're gonna name my kid this their kid Wait, this. it's fun it's fun so she did um like a little a little tiktok about like mormon influencers and like kind of just like okay there's all these categories of like mormon influencers the chill the like really whatever Mm -hmm. you know and so i was in that tiktok and like a lot of the comments were like jc's mormon i had Mm -hmm. no idea jc's mormon and i'm like i told my friend i'm like i kind of like it that way because i like that you didn't yeah like put me in a box before you got to know me and you like me for me that's cool So it's not a huge part of, like, what I talk about at all. It's – yeah, it's so weird that it's, like, taboo because, like,
1: other people don't have to necessarily, like, not talk about their religions. I kind of think just in general, though, on social media, people aren't really necessarily talking about religion all that Mm -hmm. much because it's kind of just, like, why? You know, we all believe in different things. Mm -hmm. But – yeah, my only indication was the married young thing. Because yes. I'm like, every yes. everyone I know that's Mormons married now. That does give it away. And,
0: and <laughs> the only, like, if we're being blunt, it's like, really the only reason for that is because you're um, expected to, like, mm-hmm. be abstinent.
1: Mm-hmm. And not have
0: sex before you're married. So people are like, well, we can't date for four you years. You know what's what? so
1: funny? Yeah, I you always know? joke because the people I know that are waiting for marriage to have sex always get married
0: so quickly (laughs) exactly because it's like what we're gonna date for five years and not have sex like it's just not realistic you know who I think about who are you bachelor fan I am but I haven't been watching like recently so
1: Ben Higgins
0: yes yes yes
1: him and his fiance he's Mm -hmm. obviously had sex before Mm -hmm. she's saving herself for marriage I think with him I don't know whatever I don't know their personal Uh, past if she mm. has or hasn't none of my business but I was thinking the other day because their wedding got postponed because of the pandemic and they're I like, was thinking the other day I'm like they're probably like I'm going to kill someone literally. if we don't get married they're like let's get the
0: ball rolling <laughs> picture like
1: ha- being like okay we're gonna wait but we'll have a wedding in a year and then all of a sudden it's like two years and then I was just I don't know why I was thinking about that them, and so I was funny. like these poor people are probably like let's get this show on the road for sure <laughs>
0: totally and it's like that's actually something that I I, that's another part of it that I'm like oh gosh like because I've had friends who have gotten married super young they're already divorced mm-hmm. and it's like they just got married a little too fast yeah. and I always say to life, I'm like we're just really lucky because we've grown together yeah you know
1: instead of apart yeah,
0: instead of apart and a lot of people that doesn't happen for and so they get married super young and like I've just known so many people to like already be divorced within even a year or two because it's like they get married super fast rush it because they want to have sex and mm-hmm. then it's like yeah well we probably weren't the best match you know but like that's probably even more frowns upon i feel like it's shockingly it's not and oh, that's really? what's like that's what i have a problem with is like yeah well i guess i don't have a problem with it people can do whatever they want but i always say like for my kid i'm like i'd rather them mess up i'd rather them have sex before marriage than marry the wrong person yes
1: I agree you know what I mean but
0: that's not a common I don't even I think that might be an unpopular opinion like people are so like you literally grow up that is the worst thing you could do
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like in people's minds so wild it's crazy or then people probably just do it and hide it and then have all this guilt oh 100% like so much shame Shame, surrounding it yeah Yeah. it's a problem so okay
1: so you guys got married young um you have been trying to get pregnant Mm -hmm. um I think you said in one of your tiktoks that you weren't necessarily, like, the most careful once you got married. Yeah. And it, like, wasn't happening. And now I think you're at the point where you're, like, timing it and trying. Yeah, totally. Seeking doctor's opinions Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um, Could you talk about that journey a little bit? And just what you're comfortable with. I don't want you to say anything
0: you're not. Yeah. No, I'm an open book with it. I think, like, so I was never on birth control. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's it's f- ironic because literally the reason that I didn't want and again do your own thing but the reason that I was like eh, I don't want to get on birth control is because I'd heard like these horror stories of like oh it kind of affected my fertility so I was mm. like I don't I just don't want to like mess with that also you know at the time again a little naive but at the time I'm like if I get pregnant. I love you. I want to be with you. It's I was like, going to say you're together. Right. Yeah. It's like, whatever. But at, that being said, like, I didn't want to get pregnant right away. Yeah. Yeah. But we also, so I've never been on birth control. So for, for that's number one. It's like, okay, it could happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, and we just were never super careful. Like after probably like two years of marriage, we're kind of like, okay, whatever. Like whatever yeah. happens, happens. Like I'm a big believer in just like, what's supposed to happen will happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if I get pregnant, to me, that's just like God's timing. Cool. I'll go with it. So we were not careful for a while and like. Honestly, after like two years of like not really being careful, I'm like, I'm kind of surprised I haven't just like... Gone pregnant, yeah, you like know? this is like hmm yeah, you think about it a little bit. Yeah, so I was like we should start like actually trying and like seeing, you know, what happens and we tried for a few months Then we actually went on an international trip where there's like Zika virus and you're not mm-hmm. really supposed to like try to get pregnant or you can't go there if you are pregnant, yeah. whatever. So after we got home, we like had to wait a little bit to try again. I was like kind of bummed cuz I was like oh dang, I was like excited to just kind of And we're like missing out now, in, yeah. like a month or two months. Yeah. So we waited a few more months, then we started trying again and Uh, we basically tried for a full year like we tried through like the entire pandemic and like we're timing it like very much trying yeah and it just like wasn't happening and i was like okay well maybe like it's been a while at this point like so i think we should just go and see if everything's normal Mm -hmm. so we went to the doctor we found out some stuff about life that was like abnormal Mm. um and we don't know for sure but we think it could have to do with the fact that he had leukemia when he was younger Mm. and so um that's again just it's not for sure but well that does make sense because I know before you undergo like
1: chemo Mm -hmm. or whatever it may be usually they make you like freeze your sperm or freeze your eggs if you're a woman to kind of preserve them so it makes sense if he was young and that
0: so he so he was very young and like but he had it for like years and he did go through Mm. chemotherapy and stuff and so um but the doctors had always said, like, because it was before he hit puberty, it shouldn't oh. be a problem. So we're like, oh, cool. Oh, interesting. But then what, like, the thing that was abnormal was the morphology, which I don't know if anyone cares or knows about mm-hmm. this specific, specifically, but, like, when I had looked it up basically it said like chemotherapy can be a reason for that. And the doctors had said like, maybe that could be it still. So we don't really know. It it could could just be be a fluke. I I don't know. But, um, so anyway, that was low. And they were like, that's probably why you're not getting pregnant because there's like three things within the sperm, whatever. Again, people probably don't care about these details, but that, that could be it. And we're like, okay. So we, um, started doing some fertility treatments and I haven't like fully, basically we did three rounds of like this, not super intense, but like you know kind of the first step that you take yeah and they didn't work and so we're like okay so now we have to do potentially like the more invasive Mm -hmm. option um we haven't started yet i was just like so mentally drained i'm like Mm -hmm. i just need a second to like not do that stuff right now so we're taking like a few months of a break of Mm -hmm. just not doing anything it's been honestly super nice because i haven't really been like
1: like just stressed, stressed yeah. about it
0: and I'm like I need to just like chill about it but at the same time it's been a weird experience because I do feel like I'm young and so people always be like, oh you have plenty of time it's fine. like yeah. it's fine and I'm like I totally understand that but it's just I guess it doesn't go along with like what my life plan was and so it's hard for me to like wrap my brain around I just have no idea when I'll get pregnant or if I ever will so it's like just this kind of daunting thing where I've always been so excited to have a family, and like mm-hmm. we wanted to have like, f- you know, three or four kids. So we wanted to kind of space them out a certain way. And now I'm like, it's just not up to me anymore, you know? It's yeah, just like. It's
1: like not in your control. Totally. Well, I think that's really what anxiety is like a lack of control. Totally. And I could totally relate to that. I'm 30 mm-hmm. and. I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have kids. And like, of course it weighs on me. Right. And I think I'm at the point where I have friends or uh, my sister's three years older than me. So people that are her age mm-hmm. now going through freezing their eggs mm-hmm. or having issues with fertility or looking into things. So I'm even learning so much more mm-hmm. just from the people around me. And like I had a fertility specialist on my podcast a few like months ago and honestly, knowledge is power like we don't even know these things no we don't know
0: and that's that's something also that like going through this experience um it's taught me so much about mm-hmm. my body my cycle i'm like i didn't even know any of this stuff and it also has taught me like what a miracle pregnancy is i'm like i don't know how people just get pregnant literally. on a whim or on a one night stand i'm like that is wild the stars are literally aligning for you because it's not super easy for a lot of people. I feel the exact same way. Mm-hmm. My perception
1: has changed so much. I'm like, this is. I get why they call it like the miracle of life. Obviously, yeah. you get that as a person, mm-hmm. but until you're learning what it actually takes to carry a baby and then to make the the sperm meet the egg all and of make it. the embryo and all this, you're like, holy shit. Wait, okay. There's so much. That I'm goes gonna into either it. blow your mind or you're gonna be like, listen you're dumb as hell. Okay. So I just found out for the first time absolutely floored by this that when you breastfeed i thought you know you have the nipple and then, i know exactly
0: what you're gonna say because i saw it on tiktok oh really? and i was beyond words
1: okay wait, the okay, nipple we t- and then the areola
0: yes i thought that the milk came out
1: of just the pointy part yes. the areola do you know i guess now yes. that the milk comes
0: out of the entire nipple I was shook beyond words. So my best friend is pregnant right now. And she sent it to me. She's like, I was today years old when I learned this. She's like eight months pregnant or seven months pregnant. I'm so happy I'm not the only one. I had no idea. I'm shook to my core. I found this out three days ago because
1: Ebony at my office has, she, okay, this is wild. Talk about miracle and like crazy. She had sex for the first time when she was 16, got pregnant the first time. Oh my god! Can you imagine that? The first time you ever had sex. And she was telling me, she was like, oh yeah, milk comes out of the whole Like nipple, and I'm like, what?
0: I had no idea until my friend sent me that TikTok and told me. I I had not a clue. I'm floored. So then I text my sister, who's three years older than me, and I asked her, and she's like, What? No, I don't think anyone knows this information. So then I texted my group chat. Of course, I'm telling you.
1: (laughs) You're like, Fun fact of the day. I'm like, and then I called my grandma. (laughs) So then I texted my group chat, and I was like, You guys, did you know XYZ? And basically my friend made such a good point. She was like, "It's really sad like how much we don't know about our own body."
0: 100%. Like that's crazy. It's crazy. And even just like with my period and stuff like I've been going to an acupuncturist and she'll be like, "So like during this part of your cycle, da it da, da. and I'm like, "I did not know that." Like There's literally like cycle syncing. Like you can yes. eat certain foods during certain yes. times of the month. Like, and- "Oh, during when you're menstruating, like you should just take it easier. Like do lower intensity workouts." I'm like, "I've been freaking at the gym pumping iron." <laughs> yeah, like that- I should not have been... You know what I mean? It's just like there's so much we don't know. And yeah, I've learned so much. If anything else, it's been such a learning experience just for so many reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I've yeah, I just learned so much.
1: It also just makes me feel like what the hell did we learn in school? Like I'm so confused where... I, I, like the information, I've been having this running joke that I think I could benefit from going back to elementary
0: school. <laughs> Literally. Oh, I feel the same way.
1: I'm um, like, I need to learn the
0: fundamentals all over again. Same.
1: Like history, one oh one. Like times tables, everything. Times Give tables. It to me. Yes. Like I need the basics, not the big picture stuff. And I'm like, where did all of this information go? Or was I just never taught it? Because there's so much now that I'm like. What I feel happened? the same way.
0: <laughs> I feel the same way. We were led astray. <laughs> totally, it's like we're, we need to learn the important things in life here. Yeah. So,
1: what does your husband think about you sharing this with the world? Also, like, not to go back there, but like, what does like the community even think about you sharing your life? Like, is it frowned upon to be so open?
0: When you say community, you mean like, like the Mormon community, okay. or like, or just
1: like where you come from, like yeah. your family, like just people. I, I know for me, I'm like from a traditional Italian family, mm-hmm. and my parents don't like me saying certain things. Mm-hmm. I kind of just do it. Yeah, but
0: I feel like I kind of just do it as well. Same. My, I don't think it's necessarily looked down upon in the community to like share this. I honestly like what makes me more. So, like, I remember when we'd been married for... This is what I'm saying, where it's so normal to have kids young. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you're not, it's kind of like, oh, what's going on? Mm. Like, and um, I remember, like, three years into our marriage or maybe even four, like, I heard, like, whisperings, like, around... Like, I would hear, like, rumors about myself mm. in my hometown being, like, they don't want kids. Like, they just, like, care so much about themselves and social media and traveling. Like, they, they're they whatever. And I'm like... And I would always say, I'm like, what if I had, like, gone through a miscarriage? And you yeah, guys would say, Like, stop saying that. And then... Uh, and then of course I'm like the irony is now it takes me years to get pregnant and so sharing I think has like been good to just be like don't ask people if they're yes. pregnant when they're having kids if they want kids it's none of your business uh-huh. like unless they share it openly stop talking about it like and that's been something even you know when I even hope I'm like I hope those people who are saying that about me like are like oh like, you see know? my videos, and, yeah, like, see my oh, videos and they're like, oh, yeah, and, it, and I hope it like, you know, makes them realize like, oh, I didn't know that. So I should not judge, you know, her based off of whatever the content. So, um, yeah, I think it's fine to share. Like, I haven't gotten any like flack for it. Maybe people say stuff behind my back. Who knows? Probably Who but, doesn't, you, you know? know?
1: Yeah. Who doesn't so. say stuff behind each other? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like everyone just has something to say about totally. everything. No, I. I do agree with that. Like, like I said, I have friends now that are in the process of like either like maybe they've mentioned, oh, we're going to start trying at the end of the summer or in the fall. Mm -hmm. And now that we're here, I'm like, I don't ask them anything because I'm like, it's not my business. And when they have something to share or tell me they will. Yeah. And I never want to put someone on the spot where I'm like. Hey, like, so are you pregnant? Like, right. that's so invasive. It's so invasive, and invasive.
0: Uncomfortable. It is. It's like, and I really never understood, like, the gravity of it, I think, until I started, like, going through it. Mm-hmm. And I realized to never ask people that question, even, even if they're like going through fertility treatments. And even now I'm like, I have to protect myself a little bit and not share things like in real time, because mm. then I have people literally messaging me, did it work? Are you pregnant? And I'm like, now you're stressing oh my God, me that's out. So
1: you true. know what I mean? So
0: I've, I've learned that as well. Like I love to be open about it because I really do hope at the end of the, the day that it like helps someone or make someone feel less alone. That is the only reason I'd want to share it because yeah. it's not a glamorous cool part of my Mm. life at all um but I have gotten so many messages from girls being like thank you so much like I have been struggling this with this for the past year and like I haven't opened up to any of my friends or family about it so like seeing your post like makes me feel less alone I'm like that helps me to feel like okay I am you know maybe making somewhat of a difference by Mm -hmm. sharing this but like I said I do have to also protect myself and not go overboard or share like I said in real time where it's like okay just went in in two weeks we'll find out it's like Then people are like, did it work? And I'm like, I can't deal with that. Yeah, that is actually
1: the smartest boundary you could set for Mm -hmm. yourself. I really stand by that because I didn't even think about that mm-hmm. but it's so true like even for me if I'm like hey I'm going on a date then the next night it's like how'd it go how'd it go and if I'm not raving about it they know it was bad totally and it's obvious and then the, if the person sees my social media it's uncomfortable so maybe All I'll round. have to put that into <laughs> implement that yes as well.
0: it's like don't post about it until the next night if it went well then you can be like hey, it was great yeah, You know it's I know. too
1: much it is so you're big into I think reading right I listened to your podcast once and you were talking about reading mm-hmm. and um, also like self and self-care mm-hmm. and all of these things what are I like to get people's like tips and tricks and what okay. works for them so one thing that I'm notoriously known for is the fact that I don't have a routine love which that. is What's savage that, <laughs> that is savage I've never really met many people like me in the sense that like I wake up and I don't do one thing the same every day like, okay I love that though I don't brush my teeth in the same order that I wash my face. I don't eat bre- like okay. I'm just out of control and I don't know how I live this way. But like are you a regimented person? And if so, what is your morning routine and like how do you start your day?
0: Yeah, I would say yes and no. I feel like I switch things up a lot. Like okay. I haven't had the same morning routine for years or anything like that. Okay, So that's more nimble yeah. than most. Yeah. Some people are like this is it. military. military. Yeah. yeah. No, I kind of can't do that or else I start almost like I'm very much a... I don't like to say this. I don't like to put myself in a box, but I've always been like a perfectionist. And sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like I, if I have certain, like such a specific routine, I start getting very, um, like if I don't do something perfectly, then I'm like, oh, my day's ruined. Mm. So that makes me need to just be a little more calm about like, I'm just like, okay, I have to switch things up so that it doesn't get so regimented to where if I miss one thing, I like, it just throws yeah. me off for a loop. But that being said, the few things that I feel like are notable, um, one thing. So when we moved to Orange County, I was like, okay, no more phone in my bed. Period. Wow. In the morning. In the morning. I do it at night. <laughs> TikTok. I do scroll at night. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's been a habit I've been trying to like build, but it is such a habit that I grab my phone in the morning. Oh, it literally it's an is addiction. what makes wakes me up. So totally an addiction. And I read this thing that was like, when you move to a new place is a great time to set new habits yes. because you're not, you don't have any triggers in that environment yet where it's like, oh, I wake up and I get on my phone.
1: I totally agree with that. Whenever I move, because in New York, I move apartments so yes. freaking often that I'm always like start something new when you yes. move. I'm like, this is the best time to start fresh.
0: So that was one of the things that I was like, that was almost like the main thing mm-hmm. that I was like, I'm going to start this in this new house. And I've been really, really good at it. We've lived there for a few months and I've gotten on my phone once, I think the wow. whole time. So I, and it's like only on, oh, it was only on a weekend. So basically I wake up, my alarm goes off and I just get out of bed, which mm-hmm. is like, so you set a physical alarm. I actually set it on my phone, but I just like push it and I don't mm-hmm. even look at my phone and then I Low just power. get out of bed. Yeah, I need to get an actual alarm clock. Have you heard of the Hatch?
1: Yes. Okay, I
0: heard people like. I haven't really looked into it. I want one of those. Yeah, I always. I saw someone the other day. I
1: think it was from a child's like room, Mm. which is so funny. Mm -hmm. But it's a cloud alarm clock, and it wakes up and it like lights the room. Yes, and I'm like, sun. Yes, I'm Mm -hmm. like that is the cutest thing ever. This is my this is my issue because I'm not regimented. Yeah, I'll buy it. I'll never plug it in right? and I'm never going to use it. So I just
0: know myself. Yeah. I'm like, nah. Exactly. And you have to know yourself. That's the thing. So anyway, that's like the main thing though mm-hmm. that I've, that I've really stuck to in the mornings is no phone because I do feel like, um, with just my life and my job being on social media, mm-hmm. I need like literally 10 minutes to myself in the morning. That's the only, and I know a lot of people aren't, I guess, affected by social media, maybe as much. I feel like it affects me so much. It affects my mood so much. And I know mm. that's on me. But especially if I'm in kind of a bad mood and I get on social media, I just start comparing myself to other people mm. and I just start getting like so just bugged by literally everything that I have to know myself and just be like, I need my time in the morning to just that's not. That's
1: great that you know that. So
0: yeah, it's been a recent discovery. Um, So that's the main thing. I usually go on a walk in the morning. I was going to say, what do you do though in those 10 minutes? Like pee, brush your teeth, make coffee, like what? Pee, brush my teeth. Um, I've been... It's not every day, but um, me and my husband and my dog, like we go on a walk, That's usually nice. in the neighborhood because we really like our neighborhood. Um, the weather has been amazing, mm-hmm. so that's been something. And then I'll get home, and then I'll check my phone, and that wow. at that point it's been like you know thirty, forty five minutes, which is really nice. Sometimes I do check it before, like if I have notifications, I'll. But I I don't really scroll on social media until like after I get home and even like make my breakfast. Do you so. know I
1: feel like I can't implement something like this until I'm in a relationship, and hmm. I know that's me like putting my faith into someone else, but. If I went for a walk in New York City without a phone, I, I couldn't.
0: No, it's so true. I actually always think about that. I'm like, if I didn't have life, like, I don't know if I would be able to just, like, not be on my phone in the morning. Not be on my phone at night because mm-hmm. I'd be, like, scared. That's what I'm saying. Totally. Like,
1: people that are, like, just sleep with your phone in a different room. I'm like, no. no never. No. Oh, my gosh. If I lived alone... Never. never i would never I, do that yeah and i'm not trying to be like i need a man because like i don't yeah, but i'm saying but i do yeah do you want to yeah. Go on a walk in new york city without my phone mm-hmm. like hell no no it's I an absolute never. no for me no
0: i, I even though i way. feel
1: safe it's more just like what if i like leave my keys home and then i'm locked of my building right no,
0: you know no it's, it's just too much i completely agree i don't blame you at all <laughs> you don't need to implement that one yeah but that's been the main thing other than that i don't really have like a super strict I'm super into skincare, so I've been like, you know, I I do my full skincare routine. You know what's so weird?
1: Like, the less I do for my skin, the better it is. Really? So then I'm like, eh, screw all these products. This I is, feel that sometimes. Yeah. Um, this is what I mean when I say I'm fickle, though. Like, sometimes I'll have like a 10 step <laughs> routine. Yes. And then other times I'm You're like, just like, Bye. I just use like a Neutrogena makeup wipe, which is like the worst thing ever. And it dries your skin out. And <laughs> then literally just go to bed. Like, I'm so savage.
0: You know, yeah. that's great for you. And, and if you can do that and feel like no guilt or shame. I envy you I think that's amazing because again a lot of the routines that I set for myself I feel like this pressure like I have to stick to it or else I am a stupid idiot
1: I went to a psychic um like last year around this time Mm -hmm. and he actually said to me he's like do you keep a lot of lists and I'm like yes because I always have a list in my phone of things I need to do Mm -hmm. and he's like stop And I'm like, why? And he's like, they're stressing you out more because you're almost setting yourself up for failure.
0: Because there's like too many things on the list. Because
1: like you're almost like setting things you know you're not going to accomplish all of them in one day. And then you beat yourself up over like, I didn't get to this. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. And he's like, you're literally punishing yourself for not accomplishing everything on your list
0: oh my gosh I feel that I am such a list person like oh my gosh I recently set up well life did it for me actually like a widget on my home screen like the reminders app oh yeah um I usually use the notes app honestly I've tried so many little like to-do apps and just like none of them are I use the notes app yeah same but I just started using this other thing on my home screen I am like a notes like (laughs) oh my gosh I if I don't have my to-do list I'm like what is life? I can't. <laughs> I'm even, done. I can't accomplish anything. But that's so true. It's like sometimes I'll legitimately put like 20 things on the list and then I'm like, oh, I didn't get enough done when really I did like 15
1: of them. So I'm so like- savage that I'll have a long list and then I'll put in bold the things I think I'll actually do that day. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, I know myself. I'm like, these five I'll maybe
1: get to, and the rest, like, I just know aren't going to happen today. But it's more just like my running a list of things that I need to do, like, that week or month. And
0: you don't want to forget. That's the thing for me. I, I don't feel like forget. I have to put them on the notes, or mm-hmm. else, like, I'm going to forget, and it's not going to get done. That's what I,
1: I know I'll forget. Yeah. Like I am that person yeah. that if I don't write something down, it just escapes me. Same. Like I, I really have to put pen to paper, but sometimes it's not always super urgent. It's more just like a thought. Okay. Within the next few weeks, this is something that like needs to get done. So yeah. let me just write it down.
0: Totally. I, I feel the same way. So what do you do for
1: like your mental health or like, do you journal? Do you talk to a therapist? Do you like, is there anything that you do to kind of just like unplug, like like get it get rid of the outside chatter and just like center yourself
0: I feel like reading is a big thing mm. for me that like really calms me down because I can't be on my phone you know it's like you, it's one of those mm-hmm. things you can't really multitask while doing yeah. it I'm very much a multitasker like whenever I am getting ready for the day I'm listening to a podcast like when I'm walking somewhere I'm listening to it like I mostly podcasts which I think are great. And obviously because I podcast myself and I just love it so much. Um, But reading is like one of the only times I'm like still Mm -hmm. and just like doing something that I'm, you know, kind of getting lost in a book. I would say the two things for me are reading and working out. Um, Working out, I've realized, is just so good for my mental health. Mm -hmm. Even I almost do it more so for that reason than even physical, because again, it's something that I'm very present for. I'm not on my phone. I'm focusing on moving my body and it's been really important for me. That's true. It's like an hour interrupted. Mm -hmm. And like people always say, it's really hard to be like simultaneously depressed and like working out because interesting that's so true when your body's like in motion like that it is hard to be like super anxious because you're just moving so um that has been really good for me i think those are the two things i do to like decompress and like get my mind off of things but i also really do like i said i set boundaries with my phone if i i feel like i'm old enough now and, and mature enough to now if i'm on social media I catch myself like oh dang like see something that I'm like oh I should I again I'm just such an overachiever always have been that I when I see something that someone else is doing I'm like oh, I should do that too like I should add that to my plate and then I start getting stressed I just have gotten to a place where I realize that and I get off my phone immediately like if Mm. I start feeling that way and I'm realizing it I will log off of Instagram and put my phone like Mm. down on the couch and I will go in a different room because I'm like I'm clearly not in a good headspace if I'm Comparing that and comparing and i don't need to do that so
1: my friend does this thing which i find is really interesting like some people make finstas to stalk Mm -hmm. she has a finsta that's a feel good account and it's people that she follows that are like in the meditation space or Mm. um that are just really positive influences and people that make her feel really good and she'll she's like whenever i want to scroll i'll go there
0: that's a really good idea. Yeah. Isn't that a great yes. idea? And it's
1: just like accounts that have like positivity and the kind of content that you feel good consuming. Right. And I think that's such a different way to use like a Finsta account. That's such a
0: great idea because, I mean, honestly, it's weird. Like TikTok doesn't always make me feel like I feel like Instagram out of all of them makes me feel the worst. Same. Because I don't know TikTok, why. TikTok, no one's like the other. No, TikTok is just fun. Like it's just like it's just people in their house yes, doing absurd shit. Exactly. Like I feel that's why I think I've gravitated so much more towards TikTok because maybe it's because it's newer, so it's more exciting. I don't know. But yeah, I feel that. I, I just no, feel it's like it's, it's fun, a- it's lighthearted. I get it's on not Instagram. Edited. Yeah. I get on Instagram and I'm like, you know oh maybe i should be doing that like oh i love that photo shoot i need to do something you know more creative i don't know i just start getting in my head and i know it all has to do with me it's not but you know what's problem. funny
1: like you're in the social media space and you feel this way But so many people that aren't in the social media space feel this way, that are just regular consumers of content. Mm -hmm. They look at people like us, maybe, who are posting every day or looking like we're doing lavish things. And I know, especially back to pregnancy a little bit, Mm -hmm. I have friends who... Like, look at other children's milestones in comparison to their Mm -hmm. child's milestones. Or how come that baby's walking and my baby's not walking? How come that mom lost weight and I didn't lose weight? And I feel like social media has created such, like, this comparison culture. 100%. The one thing that I do, which is, like, really weird and probably not great for the people I follow because I don't like their photos. But I don't actually – okay. You don't scroll, right? My Instagram is my business to Mm -hmm. me. I look at my insights I look at my analytics and I interact with my followers and DMs I don't look at my feed I don't scroll on my feed I see maybe the first like three pictures that come up and then I look at like the first 10 stories Mm -hmm. I would say I look at stories way more often I agree then I look at feed posts and to me it's like I always make the comparison it's like opening your email on a weekend who wants to open their email on a weekend To me, opening my Instagram is opening my email on a weekend. It is like, It's like
0: bombarding you with stuff yes. that you didn't ask for. Like, I think we were just not designed to consume this much content every single day, see what thousands of people are up to every single day. It makes it like, of course, comparison has always been in the picture, you mm-hmm. know, whether back in the day, whether it's magazines, TV show, but now I feel like it's so much more personal because it's like your peers mm-hmm. and it's thousands of people every day. it's like, Especially if you're having a bad day and then you go on and there's a thousand people living their best lives. It just makes you feel worse because you're like, oh. And also I find myself doing, this is like really bad, but I find myself doing the how did they
1: afford that game?
0: Oh. (laughs) Oh. who doesn't I feel like that is classic we always talk about that oh
1: my god like I'll look at someone that's like traveling with like Louis Vuitton luggage you're like how and I'll be like well I know what they do for a living and how do they afford because in your head you're like I'm working so hard and I don't have these things
0: oh I we just talked about this in a recent podcast on our podcast about money because it was literally called how does she afford that see that's so funny because because I've never hear anyone else
1: vocalize this. oh no
0: I was saying like all see you know influencer friends of mine again it's like you know it's like okay I know about how much money they have to yes. make because like we have the same job so it's like I, you know I, I have a baseline understanding yes. and they're they just bought a two million dollar house and I'm like what do
1: you mean Wait, this is literally what hangs me up the most because yes. I don't really
0: compare myself to
1: people in the sense of like looks or style because I'm just like feel like I'm individual I do what I want yeah I com- I compare monetary value I'm like how the hell are you walking around with that $20,000 Birkin when I know what you make even though I don't really know because the right. thing that goes into it is do they come from money Exactly, Are, do they have investments there is
0: always something in the back that you don't or know about is it fake exactly is it from or do Ali they Raba? rent it right <laughs> there's so much that goes on behind it like I have there there have been so many times where even like yeah, I'll see, like, a young couple buy this, like, $2 million house. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And me and Leif are like, how did they do that? Like, we know that they, you know, whatever. And then we hear through the grapevine. It's like, oh, yeah, their parents, like, bought half of it. And yeah. I'm like, oh. Like, you yeah, know, you just exactly. hear stuff. And not that, like, some people don't make a lot of money and work hard for it. I think it's amazing. Oh, of but course. But you just don't ever know the full picture. So it's not worth being like, how did they do that? I feel the same way. It's like, I don't actually really compare my looks, my body, or anything like that. I compare, like, my work ethic, mm-hmm. people's businesses. And like you said, like money. like Well, I'm because like, how they work get that?
1: equals money. Exactly. So it's like, I'm not working hard enough because I can't exactly. afford what you could afford. Oh, I totally feel that. I feel like it's not talked about enough because it's kind of taboo. Because listen, like I think there's a big difference between jealousy and envy. Mm-hmm. Jealousy is I don't want you to have that because I can't. Exactly. Envy is... I'm so happy for you that you have that, but I'm envious because I want it too. Totally. So I always say I'm really not a jealous person. Like I think if you have something and even if you didn't work for it, like let's say your parents are just loaded and I'm like, you you go go. girl. I'm like, I am so
0: envious of that. Like I wish I had that, but I'm not like, I wish you didn't. Exactly. I think that's really healthy because I think that's where it gets unhealthy is when it's like you have that scarcity mindset where you think Mm -hmm. there's only so many resources that can go around so someone else's success takes away from yours when in fact it does not at all. Anyone else being successful, having money, it does not have anything to do with you. I think that's important
1: very important and also it's like there is room for everyone and mm-hmm. like if one woman, one woman, <laughs> one woman in the industry is winning it's a step for all of us you, because it's like if yes. you get that job maybe I can get a job like that one day and you're paving the way
0: more people need to have that mindset because I actually thought about this the other day this is like you know this is an interesting example but I was linking um a barefoot dreams blanket mm. which like is so just a comfy. super yeah super soft blanket the Kardashians have like famously used them so I was thinking about this because I um I don't like affiliate links or like reward style isn't a huge part of my income Mm -hmm. but it's like a part of it you know like sometimes I post links but it's not I wouldn't say I'm like a fashion blogger but that's what I would rely on anyways but I linked these blankets because they were on sale And I had said like, they're so good. Like the Kardashians use them, blah, blah, blah. And I sold like way more than normal. Like I I was like, wow, that was one of the biggest like commissions I've ever gotten from, Mm. from linking an item. And I was thinking, I wonder if, because I said the Kardashians use them, a lot of people bought them. In which Mm. case that exact theory that you just said is true because the Kardashians, those women are successful now, not that I'm like writing off their success, but it's like, Oh, they use them. And now I make more money. It's like, it's just interesting it is it's a great example because it is so
1: true and it's like I think that if we all help each other I hate when people are like super competitive within any industry because it's like we are on the same team yes like let's use each other to collaborate to merge our audiences the more you collaborate the bigger you're gonna get and the more success you're gonna have but people don't have that mentality like it's there's a lot of people that just want, want, want. And I mm-hmm. think for me, I'm I'm a believer in karma in the sense that not like super, but just kind of like what you put out there will return to you. And 100%. if you treat people well in business, no matter what industry you're in, you never know when you're going to cross paths with that person again. And if they like you, then maybe they'll put you up for the promotion or introduce you to someone. And like, it's just about being positive and being happy for other people and being supportive and yeah like I said you could be envious all you want but there's a difference
0: there is a difference I think I think what you're describing is literally like scarcity versus abundance mindset abundance mindset says like I am so happy for you and your success and it almost it shows you what you're capable of like Mm. you said versus being like oh there's only so much that can go around like if you're successful well great what does that mean for me it's funny because
1: I've always said when I look at um like Instagrams of women that are thinner than me or have more than me, instead of looking at it as like, oh, that girl's so thin. I'm like, wow, she's an example of someone I want to be. Mm -hmm. Like I always look at things through the mindset of like, that's such a great example for me.
0: And my therapist
1: actually always says like, she's like the people in your life are the greatest teachers. So like even the people, like let's say you have issues with your mom or your sibling or your like um, Mm in-laws whoever it may be and they're acting a way that isn't favorable and you're like oh this just isn't I never want to be this way she's like that's your greatest teacher for sure because you don't want to be that way so you're learning from them so you just it's I think it's basically what we're both saying is like it's how you just spin your mindset when you're looking at things definitely
0: that's everything like perspective is everything and even yeah going through this whole fertility thing too it's like When I can really you know I have my bad days where I'm just like annoyed but Mm -hmm. at the same time I have days where I'm like I'm learning so much through this process and it's teaching me to be a much stronger person and Mm -hmm. also a much more mm, less trying to not trying to control my life as much which I have always been like so it has to be my way I want to do this I'm very driven I want it to be you know if I want it to happen, it'll happen. This was like one of the only things in life where I was like, I want it to happen. It's not happening. Like, Mm. you know, it's always like a and B and you get C. Okay. Why isn't this happening? I'm working for it. I'm doing it. It's not happening. So it's taught me so much. I'm like, Oh, sometimes life doesn't go your way. And that's actually okay. And like, I'm still here. I'm still kicking it. And I've learned so much. And I think it's been really good. You know, in hindsight, I think everyone can kind of say that about their trials. It's like, it teaches you so much and it makes you who you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So that's, I feel like I'm learning that. Sure. I love that
1: Could you leave us with Are there any like book recommendations That are must reads
0: Hmm Oh my gosh I haven't like read Self-help books much recently Or just anything just anything That's a
1: good read That you're like I Like you need to sink your teeth into this
0: Okay I feel like a good one As far as self-help And like getting you motivated Is The Compound Effect Have you ever heard of it? No I honestly forgot who wrote it. Sorry, but that's um, the compound effect. effect. I remember after reading that, I was like, wow, it's just talking about how little things compound over time and like Mm. just, you know, keep plugging away. Basically, it's very motivating. Um, I love Ed Milette. I took a break, so I have to be in like the right mood. I don't know if you listen to him at all. He's very inspirational, very motivational. Um, If you're like wanting to get your shiz together. Yes I'm a Mormon who says shiz Um, (laughs) He is awesome He is so like I listen to his podcast and I'm like What business am I starting let's go Mm, Let's get it together Like, So I love him as well but honestly I read a lot of just like novels uh, Me too Fiction just for fun I'm trying to think of like a good recommendation Honestly can't think of one I am currently
1: reading and I've been reading for so long Because my Kindle died and I need to charge it But um, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo It's so good I really am enjoying it, and I don't know what's taking me so long to get through it. My Kindle died, and now I can't find it. No, it's somewhere in my apartment, but, like, I don't know where it went.
0: It took me... I just read this book. It's called I Found You. It took me literally two months because I just, like... We'll read a few pages here and there, and then I'd forget, well, you and I'm like, "Fell asleep." Like, I'll get yeah. in bed sometimes, and then I'm like, Ugh. "Yeah, I didn't even know." I'm like, "What even happened?" I'd read eighty pages, I'm like, "I don't even remember." Yeah, I got to start book. over. I have to literally start from like. So anyway, it took me a long time, but um, yeah, that's a great one. I'm starting before we were strangers. Have you ever read that? Loved it, really, absolutely. Okay, loved I'm it. literally starting it today. And I then just I, bought I it. fell in
1: love with that author, and now I'm reading all her books. Okay, cool. Well, that's good. I know. just really liked the way she um depicted love. OK, like I can't explain it like a, a lot of authors write about love and like you feel it and you're you, you're rooting for the characters. But I felt what she was describing, if that makes oh, sense. I'm excited. Like I felt like she wrote it in a way that I'm like, oh, I know those feelings. OK,
0: yeah, I'm excited to read great. that one. I just bought it on my Kindle, so I'm going to like so start reading probably tonight. Yeah. Oh, my
1: God. Amazing. Well, and where can everyone follow you and stay up to date? Listen to the podcast.
0: Yes. So my podcast is called What We Said. It's with my best friend, Chelsea. We do a lot of fun, like listener write ins and stuff. It's a blast. It's like my favorite thing I do. Um, My TikTok and my Instagram are the same. It's just at JC Marie Smith. And you can also find me on YouTube at JC Marie, too. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay,
1: guys, before I get into the Ask Alyssa segment, which will be juicy this week per usual, I wanted to tell you guys about Reef. You've heard me talk about them the last few weeks. I have been a big fan of Reef forever, especially having a beach house and growing up in like a shore town but I've been using them actually now that it's fall because they sent me these really cute sandals that have like this fluffy comfy straps and they are perfect while we're like in this transitional weather time especially for those of you that live in warmer climates their most popular style is now offered with soft very cozy straps just in time for fall which are the ones that I wear and the ones that I love and probably the ones you've seen on my tiktok And they just make styles that are cute, they're sustainable, they're comfortable. It's the perfect gift for yourself, for your friends, for your family, especially now with the holidays coming up. And you could receive 20% off your first purchase at www.reef.com slash publicity by using code publicity. So I hope you guys use my code. I hope you gift someone some comfy reefs this holiday season. Now let's get into Ask Alyssa. Okay guys, our first question, Ask Alyssa, Okay, first of all, I love you and you are truly such a breath of fresh air to my day. Oh, thank you so much. I need advice and bear with me, this is long. I also want to point out I have such an anxious attachment style in relationships and I've been dating my boyfriend now for over two years. I trust him with my whole heart. We live together, we are each other's best friend and truly make each other better people. But this is in regards to social media, Instagram to be specific. Before me and him dated and talked, Oh, before me and him dated, he talked to a girl, let's call her Lauren. He never met her and never hung out with her. And while they were talking, she secretly had a boyfriend and he ended things with her when he found out. A few days ago, she tried following me on Instagram. Wow. And I thought it was super weird. He gave me the background on her and I felt better. I denied the request initially and moved on. She tried following me again later and now I'm super inclined to accept to see if she has anything to say. I don't want to disrespect him and I really do trust him. Do we think this is a girl wanting to stalk me or a girl who wants to stir up drama? I don't know what to do and I feel stuck in looking after myself if she does and honoring the man I'm with by showing him that she's irrelevant. Thank you. Love you. Oh, man. I get your dilemma, but what if she's trying to DM you to be like, hey, girl, just wanted to let you know your boyfriend's been talking to me for the last year.
2: Well, what if – well, can't you DM someone without, without following, following them? Without following them? I know. If she really has something to say, she'll DM without the follow. That's what I, think I was she's thinking. Trying to, I
1: think she's trying to stalk.
2: But, like, That's my, my red answer. flag
1: goes to, like, what does she want to say?
2: I don't think she – I honestly, if he's actually, like, a loyal guy, like, I don't think – she has to say anything. I think she maybe might not be over him, and maybe she's jealous of the relationship. Wants to see what you look like. But like, like why wouldn't she you? just make
1: a finsta? Like, it's so awkward that she's coming in with her real ass. She account. wants to make
2: a statement. I don't know. She seems crazy. I don't know.
1: It would make me feel like something's fishy that I'm missing. Although I yeah, it I would. understand you trust your boyfriend. And like, let's, I will take your word. He's a good man. But like something to me feels very uncomfortable. here. The fact that she did it twice makes me uncomfortable. Yes. It makes me feel like why if you've been dating two years, why is she still interested in him and why is she looking into you? I don't know. Girls get crazy
2: sometimes.
1: I don't know. I don't like it. I don't have a good gut feeling. I'm going to be honest. I'm sorry.
2: I, my gut feeling is that she's a freak. No offense to her.
1: I think I don't know. I don't like it. I, I don't mean, like if it at they all. They already
2: have like a crazy backstory. She's not loyal. She's a little sketchy. She's what if she's going through a breakup now and then she's started because if she was but an why is she f-
1: following the girlfriend then?
2: Maybe well maybe she's psycho and maybe she I don't know this could be like me thinking completely out of the box here but maybe she's psycho and she wants like, to like compare herself or or she wants to ha- her to bring it up to him so that sh- he thinks about her again like I don't
1: know guys I don't know I feel weird it makes me feel okay this is I'm not gonna say her boyfriend's necessarily doing anything but I feel uncomfortable about it for a few reasons like if she wanted to just see what you looked like and you already denied her request she could just make a fake account and try to see you like what, that's effort though what normal stalkers she probably do? just doesn't
2: care she probably
1: doesn't care but that's savage
2: yeah she seems like whatever happened with her and him before she seems like she's a psycho
1: I think my gut is don't accept her and don't reject it keep her in perpetuity like keep her just like in the middle if she yeah and if she wants to reach out and say something to you she she will will. she doesn't need to
2: follow you but also
1: ask your boyfriend like hey is there a reason like has she reached out to you recently like why is this coming up again yeah that's good, because that's what I'm confused about. Yeah, and be like, how she messaged you? I trust you, but I don't trust her. Like, what is she? What is she doing here? Something's uncomfortable for me. I don't like it.
2: Something's uncomfortable for me with her. I just want to put that out there because it doesn't seem like a reason to be suspicious of your boyfriend. But if she does have something to say, then definitely, yeah, listen.
1: I don't know. Unless this girl has her settings set to only people could DM her if they follow her or is that something. A thing? I don't know. I think you could manage like your settings. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I just I don't know oh. why. I'm sorry. I, I'm usually like <laughs> no, no, not why. a skeptic, but something feels a little weird to me. Well, I'm
2: glad we're both like on opposite. Yeah. sides
1: of the spectrum. choose. I
2: could totally be wrong, but like, no, just- I could be wrong, too. So maybe <laughs> oh. just be like, bitch, if you got something to say, say it now. <sighs> I just I don't but know. What happens if she lets her follow her? Like, what's
1: the big deal? She doesn't have to follow back. Yeah, I guess she just doesn't want her looking at her stuff. It's like so leave then, me alone. Yeah, maybe just leave it. I'll just leave her hanging in, in and between. ask him about it. Because if you really mm-hmm. trust him,
2: then there's nothing. That's what it, I
1: though. think. Sorry, I just bit into a piece of ice. If you guys hear me crunching around over here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Ask Alyssa a question about your dating app practices, since I know you are using Hinge. From your perspe- perspective, do you swipe right on people who you are really, really interested in or people who you think are fairly cute enough that you could potentially be interested in? And do you pay for Hinge? I've heard you got better people coming up when you use roses and pay for it first, using it for free. Just curious, love the podcast. Okay, I try to be open-minded to people that I normally wouldn't swipe right for. So I do what you're saying and I swipe for people that I'm like... Eh maybe they're cuter in person Eh maybe they're smarter in person Whatever And then they talk to me And then I never want to meet them Because I'm like Why did I give this person The benefit of the doubt So like I don't know Because I'm A superficial bee, I guess
2: Yeah Not actually
1: But dating apps That's all you can go off of Is their pictures And their job And if they have good chat
2: Yeah I'm more like Yeah I'll do the same thing I'll swipe on someone And then I'll be like Oh I'll give them a chance And then they message me I'm like wait Why did I ever swipe on this person Because I feel like when you go, on, it takes a lot to go on a date with someone you don't know. That's from a dating app. Mm-hmm. So, if it's going to be someone that I, it takes a lot for, like it's going to have to be someone
1: good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, that's how I feel. About I paid it. for like the Bumble thing, which is weird. I don't know why I didn't pay for Hinge recently because I wanted to see who liked me. Because on Bumble, if you pay, oh, that's a good one. you could see who likes you. So then you don't have to just swipe for hours. Which, for me, I was like, this is just a time saver. Yeah. I don't want to go through all these losers. Let me just see who likes me and who doesn't. And then I could suss them out. And um, Hinge, I'm, like, kind of annoyed with. Because they put all the hot people in a section that you have to pay for to access Wait, is that actually true? Yes. Talk about me being mad at everything. It's like you are – Hinge literally puts five hot guys in a section. And it says – do you want to give them a rose? You only get one rose a week. But if you want to access all the hot guys, you need to pay. So it's like they're profiling you based on how hot you are. So I'm, it makes me feel insulted because I'm not out here getting roses left and right.
2: Wait, I didn't realize that that's the
1: roses were the hot guys. I never look at that. I don't look either because I'm like, I'm not buying into your bullshit that you want. your gatekeeping the hot tall people I'm gonna check the roses one section later you'd be shocked because I always wonder why no one's great and then every educated tall attractive man is in the rose section they're called standouts yes and honestly it pisses me off because I'm like (laughs) hinge if you're listening you better make me a standout like (laughs) am I not in this category like I don't understand I think it's really rude and honestly it's like kind of Elitist. I don't understand why they haven't gotten like more blowback for this. It's honestly quite disgusting because they're like profiling people. I just looked at my standouts. I'm going to look at my standouts right now and give you guys a live reading. A <laughs> live like... reading.
2: You know, they're not all hot, but they are... Okay, like, there's no see. weirdos on here. Except How do I even
1: find the rose This section. guy named
2: Gianni with a full sleeve.
1: No, here's hats. one. Paul, 6'4", oh, 34, cute. Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Ooh, OK. OK, here's another one. Trevor, 29, 6'4". Guys, they're all 6'4". <laughs> this guy works at a bank, 36 foot, asset management. Oh, here's another one. 34, um, 6 foot. They're e- all above 6 You're feet. right.
2: Mine are, like, attractive.
1: 31, 6'3". Oh! <gasps> Now this just making me depressed. I never look in here. 62 Senior Associate. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. 6 foot 31 Boston College. So does this
2: mean you're going to be paying for roses now?
1: 3562 Credit at Asset Manager. Guys, no because I it, it pisses me off. I shouldn't need to pay to meet a hot guy. Also to me. Oh I'm my like, god. 3263 Analyst Trading. Oh my god. Are they god. hot? God. Like
2: yeah, they're good looking. But do you know what makes me uncomfortable? 62.
1: Oh my god. Do you know what makes me depressing. uncomfortable? Like the fact that you have to like
2: send someone a rose. Like that's weird. I just want to smile. Also, why right are they, they sending
1: me roses? It just makes me feel like these guys aren't you don't get roses from weirdos. Yeah, yeah. Cuz I feel like it's kind of weird to just be like here's a rose. Like that's kind of Also, weird. why like okay, for example, Hange gives me one rose. And they just gave me 10 guys that are all above six foot and hot. How am I supposed to choose? So I know my probability of getting chosen is slim. Okay, but think about it.
2: Think about it this way. If you're, if you've come across a really hot guy on hinge, are you going to heart him? Or are you going to give him a rose? Heart. Heart. Right, because giving a rose is weird. But I'm saying if I'm
1: going in this section, specifically. Can you only send roses if you're in that section? You can only send one to someone in that section. Oh, okay. okay, So my point is, I know my chances of getting a rose are slim because I'm one of ten girls. Don't put yourself down like No, no, I'm not even, I'm being realistic. No, 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 I get what you're saying. I'm one of ten brunette girls in this (laughs) category. Yeah,
2: that's like they curate based on your type. Yes,
1: like I just got ten guys above six foot between the age of 30 and 34 that work incredible jobs so if i ch- if i pick patrick over lewis like i like lewis too but i could only give patrick a rose do you get what i'm saying or
2: lewis yeah no i get what you're
1: saying so like the chances are slim of getting one of these things
2: <laughs> well listen don't it's worry like I, I give you a rose
1: it's like getting the first impression rose on the yeah, bachelorette
2: wait, that's so true
1: they're all hot good catches but only one could get the rose
2: yeah <laughs> You should just play a game, ma-
1: message all of them, have them come into the, in your podcast. Honestly, now the more I dig into this, I'm pissed. Yeah. I need to have a word with him. I didn't know that. I'm really pissed. <laughs> um, So I, I forgot what you even asked me at this point because I've just been on a tirade. <laughs> but um, she said, who do you think, blah, blah, blah. I heard you got better people coming up if you pay. Girl, you know how I feel. Don't pay. Fuck the system. Fuck these people for gatekeeping the hot guys. I'm rebelling against Hinge. They will never see a sense of my money.
2: Cancel Hinge. <laughs> like literally
1: put the hot guys in the free section. Yeah. And I've partnered with Hinge before. They've paid me to Ooh, promote content for them. Shit. You know what? I'd love for Watch Hinge to sponsor like, this podcast. Oh, they're not going to want us. You know why? No, we should partner up and I will spread the good word. About how to get roses, you how to revamp your could, dating profile. You spread
2: the bad word, though,
1: <laughs> because maybe we could work on something together. Yes, Bring yes. me in, let me consult for get, you. Get
2: into one of their meetings.
1: I'm a publicist. I could help them revamp this image. Yeah. Oh my god, they're never gonna sponsor my show now. <sighs> Hinge, door I still use you, but I don't like it. I don't always agree. All right, one more ask, Alyssa. Oh, this one sounds great. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm Rob. Hope you are good and nice meeting you. Your profile hits me with something. You seem relaxed and very open. If you do not mind, I would like for you to be my sugar baby. Here's my number. You can text me hoping to hear from is, you very soon. Is this your Ask Alyssa? <laughs> no, but it's in my DMs. <laughs> I always get sugar baby messages. Right back, Alyssa. Yep. Oh, I just don't trust it. Ask Alyssa. I'm in need of some advice. I recently met a guy at a bar about an hour from where I live. We had a great dance floor makeout <laughs> where I learned he was 23 and had a mild moment of laughter slash panic because I'm 28. He's hot, super nice, and seemed really into me. So I wasn't that mad about it. Anyway, we kept in touch over the next few weeks with intermittent text conversations. He'd ask me when I'd be back in town, and I knew I wanted to see him at least one more time. We met up over Halloween weekend, and he straight up drove to the bar I was at with my friends and came by himself to see me. We hung out for a bit and then ultimately went back to his place to hook up. He was affectionate and fun, and I spent the night only to then hook up again in the morning when I needed oh when I needed to head back to my friends he drove me 25 minutes back to my Airbnb and I was shocked because how many guys are this mature and nice while we were cuddling in bed he asked again when he could see me again and I don't want to give him the wrong impression because I see no prospect of a relationship with him because of our age difference and where we live should I keep him as a hookup friend for now and set expectations or let him go and focus back on my actual dating apps Okay, I'm going to be the biggest hypocrite in the entire world because if this was me, like I just said last week, a 25-year-old asked me out, and I was like too, too young, which is basically the same age difference between you and this guy. But I'm going to tell you, just go for it. But I'm such a hypocrite because I would feel how she's feeling. What if she
2: catches feelings?
1: She's going to, but what if he's also mature? And what if, like, I always think of my friend – who married her husband, who we grew up with, who's two years younger than us, like two grades younger than us. And they started dating like out of college. And in the beginning, she was like, oh, he's so young. But he never acted young. Mm -hmm. The only thing that was young about him was literally his age. To this day, they're married. He would have had kids yesterday if it was up to him. He's been the most emotionally intelligent. But that's two years versus five. But my point is, even at 23, Right he was more mature than the guys I meet at 30. Right. Like, he's always been mature. And he's, like, from the age of 20 to 21, to, he's always just been that way. And, like, just a stand-up guy. And it didn't matter. So I think it depends on their maturity level. Like, for example, if I'm talking to someone and they're younger than me and they're acting younger, that's gross. If if I'm not at that point. Right. But if he's meeting you at your maturity level and like emotion emotional intelligence level, then in the scheme of things, when you're thirty eight and he's thirty two or whatever, it's not gonna matter. I just think it's I think age gaps are all about the timing of the age mm-hmm. gaps.
2: I think that if this guy is Like, if this guy is as immature as you might think he is because of his age, it'll start to show. Yes. So maybe give him the chance, and then if you start to slowly see things that make you realize, okay, this is not going to work because of this age difference,
1: then it's time to move on. Or just be upfront about your concerns to him. Be like, look, I really like you, and I'd like to see you again, but to be honest, like, I'm a little concerned about our age differences because I just – I'm not sure we want the same things out of life. Like, I'm 28, and, you know, I'm trying to meet the person – without freaking you out to like I'm dating with intention of meeting someone to like marry or settle down with and like I don't expect you at your age to feel that way too so I just don't know if it's like in our best interest but I just want to see how you feel about that and yeah. like it might kind of might be awkward but he might be like no like look like I've always thought I'd marry someone young and like I'm ready or he might be like yeah you're right and like I just want to hook up like I'm not I'm really not looking for something serious
2: yeah, and then you can decide what to do from there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, I agree with that. Yep. Stand by that. Okay, guys, let's spill the tea. Um, there are things we could talk about. You know, Kim K, Pete Davidson, there are other things going on in the media, but the biggest thing, obviously, is this entire Travis Scott situation with Astro World. And um, it's a doozy. I, let me kind of get you guys up to speed on what happened to the best of my knowledge. Nothing that I'm about to say is necessarily fact checked. So please look into resources because I'm just going off of what I read and, and my shitty memory, which isn't always that great. So Travis Scott hosted a festival, Astro World. He's done this many times. And he, uh, I think 50,000 people, about that many were in attendance. And Travis Scott has been known in the past for inciting like violence and um, telling his telling his concert goers and fans to riot and to push to the front and push through security and jump off things and make a ruckus and he's actually been arrested twice in the past for like creating riot like culture at his concerts. So, cut to Astro World, 50,000 people are there. Um things become very hectic and everyone starts kind of pushing towards the front of the stage and what tragically ends up happening is that people are getting trampled and suffocated to death, people were going into cardiac arrest. There's rumors that people were potentially stabbing people with needles. Um not sure what was in the needles. Again, that's alleged. Um and I think to date I just saw a TikTok saying to date 11 people have been pronounced dead from this concert as a result of it with hundreds of others um, dealing with injuries and the fact of the matter is I do think Travis Scott is partially to blame here I really do I agree I think first of all okay let me explain my thoughts I'm like trying to think how to articulate this do I think when he was on stage and bright lights are in his face he necessarily knew the extent of what was happening no I think if he knew people were dead he would stop do I think he we see videos of him seeing people passed out do I think he knew people passed out yes because we've seen that people do do pass out at festivals because you know people that go to festivals there's drug use involved and there's whatever involved I still think he should have taken that way more seriously. That said, regardless of what he knew or what he could or couldn't see, he is known for creating this environment at his shows. And as someone that's influential, he has the power to not like to stop this from happening. And the show is understaffed. It was a huge hazard. People couldn't get through. I think a 14-year-old boy was among those dead. Like, it is so tragic and so sad. Like, you shouldn't have to go to a concert and be worried about suffocating to death. Like, it is so scary what took place.
2: Did you see the videos in the beginning of the concert? People trampling through security and just sprinting in? Yep. That's when
1: the show should have been canceled. Well, that's when apparently he said he's, He said I saw footage from prior concerts saying everyone on the mic Stample through the security break down the gates like that's why I think he's At fault
2: yeah and but regardless of that like whether or not it's his fault For this specific thing like it is so not okay for tons of people to Trample through security that number one causes more people than our Allotted for that Like people Could have trampled in That don't have tickets it makes me feel Like really sad For security
1: Yeah Because like they're Trying to do their job And he's They're there to protect But he's telling people To basically revolt Against them I I saw videos Of the
2: security though Barely doing their job
1: Mm -hmm. Like barely
2: Like feeling people For whatever it may be And that There was like Rumors about someone In in the crowd Injecting people Mm -hmm. I have no trouble Believing that Because it was so easy For people to get through without even being checked there it could have been much worse think like oh think about like, like a pit in my chest same like think about how there could have been like a shooter because no one was being checked you could have run in with a gun yeah because people were running past
1: security yeah that's really scary the whole thing yeah some you someone goes like stabbing people like you don't even know like it's so crazy to me that this whole thing happened and then His apology after was just kind of like. Sorry for what happened. We feel horrible. Yeah. No. Like take more accountability. Like. Okay. What really. Got me last night. I was in bed on TikTok and someone posted a video of Adele. I saw that. At her concert. Where someone passed out. And she was literally in the middle of singing like Rolling in the Deep. Her biggest song. And all of a sudden she's like guys, we got to stop. We got to stop. And like the music shuts off. And she's like, someone passed out. Like we need we need someone over there right now. And like no one's doing anything. She's pointing and she's like you like I need you over there now. Like is no one listening to me? Someone's passed out. And she like literally stopped her whole show, made sure the person got taken care of. And there's footage of Travis Scott performing and there's like limp bodies being crowd surfed to the front of the crowd because people couldn't get through to get the bodies. Yeah. Like Ew, it's chilling. There it's honestly like, chilling. He
2: did do that at one point. He saw someone that needed help, and he did say like, "Oh, someone passed out. Yeah, someone passed out. Like, we need to get help." But that just goes to show he should just halt for a second and make be like, "Is everyone okay?"
1: And there was, like, stop the show chance and, like. Yeah, and
2: there was, like, ambulance everywhere. If you see an ambulance. But account, the ambulance
1: couldn't get through. That's the fucking problem. Yeah,
2: but if you see an ambulance, a crowd, like, there's no way he didn't. There's flashing lights in the middle of a crowd. Stop the goddamn
1: show. The whole thing is just really, like, mind-blowing. Like There's so many videos
2: on TikTok and there's so many different, like, accounts of what happened. And it's just devastating. It's really sad. Like, it's really sad that people went
1: to a concert and this was their fate.
2: Like, yeah, and now people have to be afraid to go to concerts. No one's
1: going to go to festivals anymore. It honestly freaked me out. Like, it's really scary that like, you think you're doing something pretty harmless. Yeah. And you don't think going to a concert's life or death. I think I think there are so many ways that this could have been
2: prevented. And it, it does put, unfortunately, it does put Travis Scott at
1: fault. I think so, too. But I'm curious how he will be held accountable. Like, I'm sure the victims will try to sue him. The victims' They Paris. are suing him. Yeah.
2: He's already, like, being sued. So are, keep like- in mind,
1: guys, Kylie Jenner's currently pregnant with his child. Oh, my God. I forgot about so that. So, like, she's probably under so much stress. Yeah. Did you see her um, take Her apology it? at least took more accountability than him. Yeah. Not accountability. That's the wrong word. She at least... Addressed more than of the issue yeah. then his was just like I'm sorry like hers was Like I feel awful blah 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 I don't think she has any part of it to be Honest she did she did, she in, did say
2: um, obviously if we knew what was happening we would Have done something about I mean, it I
1: like to believe that because I can't imagine People would be that cruel that they could know and not do something well
2: I I, I believe that Obviously they didn't know
1: the extent yeah
2: if Travis Scott knew people were dying yeah, I Would like to think he would have he would Have s- yeah. done something more however he still Prompted this behavior yes that's how I Feel was ignorant to what could happen and Now he knows and unfortunately he learned It had to take way. 11 deaths yeah he learned A very hard way and it's truly Unfortunate and honestly like
1: who have the Chills yeah
2: I can't I can't even
1: it's Just like disgusting really yeah Um. so if you guys were there, if you know friends that were there, if you lost a friend, if you're one of the families, my deepest condolences. Um, I just think this is really just one of those like tragic things that are just, it's absolutely mind blowing. Um, so I did want to touch on that today, but I want to thank you guys for listening this week. And um, yeah, we'll talk next week. See ya.